Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcasting fix. Now, in today's episode, I'm being joined by Forsten Stremlau, who's the Marketing Workgroup Co-Chair at Trusted Computing Group. So, Forsten, welcome to the show and thanks for coming on today. And thanks for having me, Max. Very welcome. And before we delve into today's uh, topic matters and questions, would you mind just giving our listeners a bit of background on yourself and TCG? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, my name is Thorsten Strelma, as you said. Um, I've been in the IT industry forever. Um, actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, was, was one of those pioneers in, in, in computing, um, you know, with, uh, with the very first PC back in the 80s and programming and everything else that goes along with it. Um, and um, actually started uh, working for IBM in Greenock, Scotland, um, back in the 90s. Um, and, uh, well, just been a security professional in the IT industry uh, ever since. Um, so, yeah, that's a brief introduction, I guess. Excellent stuff. You've, you've been around the block and you know what's kind of going on in the space, which is what we always need when we get these conversations going. And today we're going to be discussing the state of trusted computing and secure provisioning. So it's an interesting topic area to delve into. And to kick off the show, let's let's bring our listeners kind of in if they're not kind of familiar with what we're speaking about what is trusted computing and where does the secure provisioning come into that equation? Well, I, just as long as, uh, as I just said that I, you know, I've, I've been in the IT industry, um, you know, looking at making um, the compute of either data or of e- equations or algorithms secure um, has been a challenge. Um, how do you know that, that a system that you're computing on won't modify the data in a way that you don't anticipate or won't won't calculate algorithms in a way that, that you don't think is right? Um, now, that can be caused by two things, either by an error in programming or by a hack. Um, and so trusted computing really looks at solving that equation, solving and, and, and giving an IT professional the ability to now, you know, be able to trust either the compute platform, the network platform, the storage platform, or you know, whatever is associated with you know with that compute um, um, in in that particular case. Uh, so, so that's basically, you know, that's the premise of of TCG uh, and Trusted Computing Group is to really look at all of those different types of compute environments and and providing a trusted ecosystem there. But the second question, I guess, or second part of the question is, how does that equate? to provisioning. Um, and that's something that's also really, really important in this particular case. So in in the past, well, in the very, very long past, there really weren't that many computers. So you never had to worry um, about um, how you activate them, right? You'd have an army of people that would be, would be there to oversee every aspect of bringing them online, installing whatever applications and operating systems, et cetera, et cetera, on them. Well, you know, that's changed now. Now a light bulb is something that can be intelligent, connected to your network, processing data, and everything else like that. So it's, it's become even more important to make sure that I can prove the integrity and the security uh, of just about every platform. And the provisioning part is now really important. Let's and, and if I apply that to the light bulb again, 
if I now buy a light bulb and I, I plug it into my network, first of all, how can I prove that that light bulb hasn't been modified? But then how also can I, how can I take ownership of that light bulb? And that's basically what we, what we consider secure provisioning. And TCG provides a whole bunch of technologies to help companies do that in a very, very secure way. Excellent stuff. It's a, it's a fantastic resource to kind of look into and to, to kind of delve into further. And it's interesting for today's businesses. And I'm kind of curious for our listeners who are obviously kind of looking at new resources and how they can kind of bring this into the organization. How can they really benefit from implementing trusted computing technologies? And is provisioning the foundation for device recovery as well? Uh, absolutely. It's one of the things that that um, that I like to say about the Trusted Computing Group is, I mean, it's a it's an organization made up of lots and lots of contributors um, that are all looking to further, you know, the development of security, right, of trusted computing. And there's all sorts of different types of of companies from research uh, groups and and you know. Um, uh, but also technology companies that participate, again, to come together to drive standards around security into the industry. And, and really, a, a company that looks, to, that looks and, and uses these TCG standards is really accelerating that implementation because really some of the most brilliant minds around security have already sat around the table to consider a particular aspect of key provisioning, key exchange, key security, and and by the way, that's just one of the aspects, right? Um, and and you know, and so by by reading up and by participating in TCG, um, that's one of the big benefits that you get as a company is is really access to all of those things and also to influence the directions um, that the, the the trusted computing group goes. But again, on the second part of your question, then is really looking at all of those different types of standards and how they now apply is something that's that's really important. Now, you know, I spoke about provisioning just a second ago, but if if I'm able to securely provision a device, that means, you know, put it into action or, you know, add it into my network or add it into my trust domain, then that also applies to the same area of device recovery, right? So that if something does go wrong, I'm able to, A, identify whether firmware or whether parts of the device have been corrupted, uh, what parts of the device have been corrupted, and then bring those back online as I need to, to recover data in a secure way, to reflash the device, self-heal the device. All of these things are things that are just really important um, in this space of provisioning and also of recovery. Excellent. It is so important to kind of have that outlook for a lot of organizations. And the more we're kind of seeing devices being bought in, and especially from a device at home element as well, it is kind of very important to understand where these faults are happening and how you can identify it so quickly. But there's one interesting element that I found when obviously we were kind of doing our research into these questions and, and what we we're going to discuss about. There is some criticism around trusted compute, computing that people kind of bring up as it's not really, not everyone's really for it at the end of the day. So I'm just kind of curious whether you can untangle some of the challenges surrounding the concept and whether we can debunk any myths while we're talking today. Absolutely. I mean, again, I've been with uh, with TCG from from the very beginning, and 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 faced the, the criticisms. And one of the things that I guess 
that comes up a lot is, you know, that this technology is going to help to serve to enforce some sort of a regulatory requirement on the platform or something else like that. That's That would typically be that first uh, a criticism um, that we have. However, you know, looking at it, it, it really is, is is unfounded, right? The technology that and the standards that TCG define are open, are clearly defined. You know, you can read into each of the standards, they're, they're published, and you can see what mechanisms are actually being used as part of whichever standard we have many of them, um, is being implemented. What I've found is, and again, I've been to many of the most, I'll call them data-sensitive uh, countries and regions around the world. By the way, I'm German, um, which, uh, you know, being one of the pioneers is Germany, is not me, uh, you know, around GDPR, for example. In Germany, data privacy and the use of security is something that's that's taken really, really seriously. And and we did sit down, even as TCG and myself as a security professional, to review what the standards mean and how they apply. And and by the way, some of the negative aspects and and some of the I'll, I'll call it a paranoia or concerns. Um, and and really, once you've sat down with someone and discuss the items, most most will then understand that the technology itself is is there to serve a greater good rather than to cause concern. Um, and and that, that really is, that's typically the scenario that I face. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, from, from your own personal view, do you feel that there is just that maybe kind of lack of understanding or, is, or is, are there other factors that, that play into this? Um, no, uh, it's typically a lack of understanding. Now, however, there is also, you know, um, sometimes a, a degree of uh, paranoia in some things. Um, you know, some of the algorithms um, that um, you know so, some some regions misplace or uh, mistrust the implementation of of certain algorithms that are used. And again, what we've done from a TCG perspective is then moved with the times, right? So that we we now adopt higher strength algorithms in the platforms, um, you know, as the specs evolve in order to allay those fears. Excellent. I, I think that's very important to kind of uh, differentiate and, and for people to kind of understand. And this is why we do discussions like this, so that we can kind of have these talks and get the understanding kind of across and out there. Exactly. Yeah. And another point I wanted to kind of move on to is, is, is ROT here. So, it, it was last year that you and uh, Dennis Mattoon, you did a webcast on the importance of placing in the race to root, in which you noted that the root of trust, ROT, lays the foundation for trusted computing. So in, in what way does it also help to tackle some of the issues and that lack of faith that we're talking about that some people do have with trusted computing? Absolutely, root of trust, as I said in that uh, in in that in the webcast from a year ago, is really really important. As as software becomes more secure, which by the way is a great thing, right? You know, we um, we've over over the last well decades, half well half a century, I guess now, you know, of programming, we've established a whole bunch of really really good best practices around security, right? We have, so by the way, we still don't have enough security architects to make sure that everything's done the proper way, but at least, you know, as somebody who's, who's going into the area of programming has access to these best practices in a really, really easy way. Now, so that's good. Software is getting more secure. Now, what that means, however, is that uh, as a hacker, uh, I'm going to look for 
the area of least resistance. And so what we're finding is, and, and you know, there's been over 80% increase in firmware and hardware attacks uh, just in the, in the last year alone, are that hackers are now starting to focus on hardware in, in the instance, because that's kind of the, I guess, it has been in the past the the unprotected land, right? Um, and, and now imagine, um, and, and I actually just had this happen to me not too long ago, um, you know, being a security professional, one of the, one of my side jobs is that I also am the emergency contact for my whole family and friends group if something goes wrong. <laughs> that is the worst, thing, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, a friend of mine had his phone hacked, um, and the hackers then used the password list um, that was stored on the phone in order to in order to basically, well, go to all his Windows PCs, um, also infect his network router uh, or router, depending on where, how you want to pronounce that, <laughs> um, and then uh, and and really go through um, and and manage to infect everything. So even after he reset and recovered his phone, the hackers were still in his home network because they'd infected his Windows PC and they'd infected everything else like it. So the root of trust and establishing root of trust in this particular case, if I transfer my friend's experience to something, uh, you know, more ominous, um, you know, where where um, now hackers have, you know, and we've heard about these hacks just recently, where hackers have actually been in an organization and had admin rights for months Right. Imagine the damage that I can do when I now don't have, you know, the 10 devices that my friend had on the network, but I literally have tens of thousands of devices on the network that I can now hide in. Um, and so having a root of trust on the device um, is just really, really important, A, to be able to detect, protect and recover. Um, from these different types of, of attacks, right? To be able to see, has somebody tried to maliciously modified firmware, modify firmware? Is somebody trying to intercept communication between one hardware piece and another? And then lastly is in this, in this root of trust area is the ability to be able to attest to the platform, right? To be able to, at any given moment, again, I'll, my light bulb, to get back to my original example, is trying to access... This, uh, this database of security settings, right? Um, can I attest to the fact that that light bulb A belongs to me, is, a, is, a, is an asset and is now an asset or light bulb that I actually trust to give it access to my data? So, so those are the four core areas of protect, detect, recover, and attest that are solved by the root of trust. Amazing. I think you and me will have to do a whole nother podcast on root of trust and how that impacts IoT devices. We'll be here all afternoon otherwise. So uh, <laughs> we can save that conversation <laughs> for another day, can't we? <laughs> but it's interesting. It's it, it's it's amazing to kind of see how it impacts and how it kind of goes from there. And and I think it's good if um, for our listeners and everything we're kind of discussing here, let's kind of draw on some case study examples. So how is TCG using its renowned trusted platform module, which you guys call TPM, and trusted software stack, TSS, to securely provision and recover devices for businesses? Well, actually, um, uh, uh, 
Max, one of my other roles um, is uh, apart from being a chair in, in of the of the marketing work group, is that that I'm also I also work for Lenovo as a as a device manufacturer, uh, and um, and we actually use the TPM and the TSS uh, in in two particular examples. And by the way, there are other manufacturers. I'm not just promoting Lenovo here, who, who do the same. And and one of them, by the way, is as as I said, exactly um, you know for taking ownership of a device, right? So we um, we have this. Um, video conferencing solution um, that that you would install in a in a conference room, and so uh, to be able to take ownership of that platform, we actually take a key from the TPM that is unique and generated at manufacturing. We store that in the cloud, um, and then once that device is provisioned and taken in, into operation, we will match the endorsement key or the key that we stored in the cloud with the device that's on there so that, that the user can take secure ownership of the device. That's one use case. Another use case that we also have is licensing entitlement, right? So let's say you you buy a device and, and you automatically buy it with a particular version of a software or a particular version of some sort of a service. Then again, we can actually take the key, uh, a key from the TPM and use that in order to do validation of, of the entitlement um, of a particular subscription. Description um, on the device, right? So those are those are two of the use cases that we have for that. Excellent. I think that's a good enforcement of kind of what we've been discussing, and then kind of gives people an idea of of how this kind of plays in, into it. And in terms of my last question for you here, and it, it's kind of a big. I'm not expecting uh, the full answer, but where do you see all of this heading in the next five years? And really, what are your hopes for the industry and what you want to see uh, take place? Absolutely, big acceleration. Now, you know, one of the things that that, that I think is going to happen is, um, is 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 more prevalence of uh, trusted computing standards around AI. How do I make sure that the algorithms, you know, are secure and that the data that they process is secure? And by the way, also that that the AI doesn't mess up the data. Right. That's one of the things that we think is going to be very important. But we also think that this whole area of cyber resiliency is is growing and becoming much much more important um so again that 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 concept that i talked to you about earlier the ability for the device um at hardware level regardless of what subcomponent it is right whether it's a 10 cent little little subcomponent that that you know you never actually see as a user all the way out through the cpu that each of the subcomponents on the device are able to prove their integrity, protect themselves against any kind of attack, um, and then be able to test themselves while, by the way, remaining resilient to, you know, new forms of compute like quantum, you know, computers, right, which which are then going to make some of the algorithms that we rely on today to make uh, to make our compute secure, not as secure anymore, right? And, and so looking to evolve with that in the next five years. Amazing stuff. I think it's an exciting space for sure and to see where it can kind of grow and Hopefully a lot more adoption from organizations that might be a little bit more hesitant as we discussed previously in the podcast. But um, as, as you mentioned there, there's, there's a lot of availability and a lot of options that can really benefit organizations going forward. So Forster Norga, I could say is thanks for coming on today's podcast, walking us through all of this and giving your insights. Thank you, Max. It was a pleasure.
It was great to have you on. And thank you, everyone, who took the time to listen to this episode. We do hope you took a lot away uh, from what we discussed today. If you are looking for more information on what we've discussed, then you can head over to trustedcomputinggroup.org. That's trustedcomputinggroup.org. Please join in the conversation with ourselves on LinkedIn and Twitter at em360tech. And of course, for more great daily content, you can head on over to em360tech.com. <laughs>